0: Welcome to Disney Parks and Beyond, a Disney podcast about theme
1: parks and all things Disney from the After Dark Podcast Network. And welcome to another episode of Disney Parks and Beyond. I'm Nick and another year older, and I'm joined on this wonderful episode by where should we go for? i will go with Ryan first. Hello. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm good. I'm
0: amazingly still awake at, at uh, quarter to 10, which is good.
1: <laughs> yes, well, we'll talk about that lifestyle change in a minute. And uh, we're, of course, joined by the fabulous Mr. D. Happy 13th. It is indeed the 13th as we're recording this. This is going to be a, a bit of a mind one for people listening because, you know, I know when this episode's coming out, but they don't. And is this going to be the 13th of August? Mm-hmm. Is this Friday the 13th? Who knows? Yeah. Um. Yes, so, Ryan, uh, we didn't really talk about it on the last episode, actually. But of course, you are now a proud father, and yes. congratulations well on that! Thank um, you. Uh, we, we, you got a nice little well. Oh. I say a nice little pack. We got you some stuff to welcome oh, uh, was, your daughter it, to the world. It was lovely, um, and, and actually,
0: tonight um, was the first time I was reading the Darth Vader book. Oh, mate, it's a cracker, isn't it? honestly i i thought was absolutely fantastic the more i was
1: reading it i was like oh my god ahsoka's in this this is brilliant (laughs) yeah they cover everything i got it for i think i got it for my first father's day um and there's a range of i don't know what the range is called but um vader and uh son vader and daughter are are two of them and there's a kind of range of these uh kids star wars books where the, the humor is very it's 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 not it's clean adult humor like it's it's jokes and references that fans of the films will get but obviously nearly every reference will go over your kid's head but um yeah i think i just think as a star wars fan they're they're cracking uh cracking books i love i love putting stuff like this together for people because once you um once you are not having babies yourself i still like when I'm kind of going around shops and stuff, i still have a look at like the the baby, especially with Disney as well, because they normally have ranges based on films and stuff. Um, I remember before our dogs was born a couple of years, I think we actually started buying Dumbo baby stuff because we knew that by the time we had kids, they probably wouldn't make it anymore. Um, And it's interesting that it kind of goes through cycles. They'll like pick certain characters or films one year and there'll be something new the next year. Um but I love I love like picking up um baby stuff and, and especially when it comes to kids books as well because you can get some really nice ones now um that are very geeky if you like films and, and cartoons. I did almost buy you for your daughter the Die Hard children's book. I didn't know that existed. Well, why would you know it existed? That's that's, that's the point. whole point. Um, it's it's a it's a lovely um, child friendly retelling of the first iHard movie. Oh, incredible! But it's obviously a bit too Christmassy, so uh, that that's what stopped me buying it for you. But yes, that is that is certainly out there. Um, and also, before we go on to more pressing things, uh, and I we didn't get you this because it's not out until August, but there is a um Learn to Tell the Tyre in Martin McFly book coming out. Oh. Which has got like a little plastic clock on the front. And I, I obviously because it's not published yet, I don't know what's inside it. But uh yeah, uh, I thought I thought that'd be in your wheelhouse as well. So I'm um. oh, definitely gonna be picking that up. I think uh <laughs> it's funny the
0: amount of books I mean she's only she's only just turned kind of five weeks old um over the weekend, but the amount of books that we've got that are that like mix of geeky and um, you know obviously written for kids that are clearly just, we've just clearly
1: bought for ourselves. Yes yes it's it's very important so at the end of the day look you're the ones reading them at this age. Exactly. You know when, when she's of an age where she can pick what she wants to read that's different but for now absolutely um, right let's start this show as we normally do and that is by asking what everybody is
2: drinking so Mr. D what are you drinking tonight? I've got, um, it's actually a can of uh, Kiwi and Lime Old Moot Cider. Old Moot? I've been looking forward to this. <laughs> there we go. Ryan, oh, what about yourself? I've just woken up the dog. Oh, Mr. D, <laughs> come on. She's lying across my lap. She's my co-pilot.
1: <laughs> I've managed to get one to sit on the sofa. I'm quite glad. It'll, it'll probably, names heard that. It'll probably come running over in a bit for some tickles. Um, what about yourself, Ryan?
0: Yeah, so... I'm stopping my trend of just drinking water and I've actually got, um, tank juice by unbarred. It's a little bit risky for a Monday night.
1: Seven percent. Ooh. So, uh,
0: mm. Cheers.
1: Not quite cheers. Craig's, uh, swamp juice, but, um, I think that's what it's called. But yeah, that was, that was some stuff. stuff. Um, I have still got, uh, because I have now, this is my new passion in life. Sorry, Cherry, Pepsi Max, Pe- uh, Cherry Pepsi Max. Um I am now on Mike's hard seltzer. And by the way, I just got that described. Um you know it's obviously clear that I've had a few of these already. So this is a black cherry hard seltzer. So chin chin, everyone. Cheers.
2: Cheers. Oh.
1: Nice and cold. It's been a hot day, so it's good. Right. That's only working from home, isn't it? i found. Yes yeah it's it's the temptation absolutely um right let's start with the first segment which is a look at the news from inside the parks
2: let's get down to business to start
0: planning that disney trip i'm wendy prater and magical journeys travel here proud sponsor of the disney parks and beyond podcast i specialize in all things disney
2: universal and all major cruise lines disney cruises are spectacular but you've got to book early to get the best pricing and stateroom selection I offer generous onboard credits and take care of all your planning. Interested in Disney World,
0: Disneyland, or Disneyland Paris? I can help with every bit of the planning process, including dining and fast passes. Find me on the Twitters at WP Magic Journeys or email me at Wendy Prater at travel dot com. I make the plans; you make the memories.
1: And I mean, we're we're a few days now since the reopening of Walt Disney World. Um, yep. It's 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 been something. I it's, can't say it's been a, a success, but it's nor can I say it's been open. A failure. It's certainly mm. open, yeah, partly opened. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's certainly some strange times. I think um, yeah, it's uh, so, well, well, we'll cover a few things. There's obviously some positives and and, and some negatives. Mm-hmm. The first thing that I wanted to to mention and this might i don't know this might lead to a longer conversation i don't know but uh, as part of the reopening obviously the disney parks and also disneyland paris has done very similar on its um its pre-opening um kind of trials as well is is the kind of lack of characters and parades um you know you can't go and meet characters anymore you can't um you can't wait for a parade because there isn't one and what you're getting instead is um, you know very small kind of parades where a character will be uh, by themselves and um, over the weekend we saw Merida who is a character you don't you don't I don't th- I remember seeing too much of Disney World
0: she um she usually hangs around um, around the side of the castle she has a little area yeah. she has a little meet and greet area there yeah that's,
2: um, right. okay. that's what I've seen her but, Just um, as you walk up through that path towards the teacups, with yeah. um, uh, is it Starlight Cafe on yeah. your right.
0: Yeah, it's like the backside of the of cosmic rays. Cosmic rays, I it, sorry. Yeah. yeah, but like if, if unless you knew, like saw it on the map, like most people don't tend to walk that way, so she is quite hidden away.
1: Hmm. Well, I've seen videos of her, and obviously heard her amazing accent, but um. Yeah, it's not a character I think of t- too often as as being out, but I've just been proved wrong, of course. Um, but they they had her going down Main Street on a horse, which I, I think was supposed to kind of represent the horse that she rides in the film. Yeah, I can't. I'm not great with horses, so I can't tell you the name of the horse. Let's call it Jeff. Um, no, <laughs> but I can't. No, yeah. <laughs> Jeff. But I can't remember. It almost looks a little bit Shetlandy. But I don't think it was a Shetland pony, was it? I think they've just they, what they've done is they've just gone. Oh, these Main Street trolleys aren't running. are they? better better use one of the horses for something. <laughs> um, but but they had a going down Main Street, and uh, a child uh, unfortunately lost their balloon, their Mickey uh, head balloon, and the string. It was it was it, it was all a comedy of errors, like. It was such a small chance of this happening, but basically, this, this balloon escaped the string tied around the horse's leg, one of his back legs, and the horse just started going. Guarantee. Um, it didn't throw off, it, it you know, it didn't limp didn't back as, as violently as it could have done, and that's possibly because of how well trained those horses are that they have. Um, but it was quite hairy for a little bit while they tried to calm the horse down. Um, and, uh, you know, eventually Merida was able to um, take a second while the horse had paused to be able to jump off and kind of escape uh, to one of the side alleys of of Main Street. And um, I, I don't I don't know how they resolved the issue in the end. They calmed the horse down, um, but they were obviously a little bit wary of uh, trying to retrieve the balloon because of, you know, being kicked, I suppose, by accident. So... Um, the video footage, I didn't see how it how it ended, just that they managed to calm the horse down. And it's just one of those unfortunate things. You know, the chances of it happening, like that that chain reaction of events. Um, because, you know, normally a balloon just goes straight up in the air, doesn't it? And yeah. This, it this just doesn't, what, really.
0: The kid basically had, had run out to, I think, go and say hi. The dad uh. had grabbed the kid and then you know, not not in a bad way, but like scooped him up. And as he scooped him up, I think the kid let go of the balloon and it just like kind of flew sideways. But as you said, like the chances of that happening, it's pretty incredible.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was it was very unfortunate. Um, Cast members but, though, they did brilliantly. Oh, absolutely. Like in, in all the things, and the one thing obviously we've seen from this opening is the good and the bad comments. Uh, about how Disney are doing or how they're not doing, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about Ducks later on. But um, yeah, in in this instance, you know they they did the absolute best that they could do. Um, it was a real shame for me. I it, it, if this was going to be a not obviously not a permanent thing, this isn't going to be going on forever. This um, you know, parading characters on horses, but you do have to think if they're gonna keep doing that should they not sell balloons while this is going on because yeah. i mean the chances are it, it probably won't happen again but it could do it showed just very quickly how a situation goes from naught to 60 and could have really ended up with someone being hurt or multiple people being hurt because that horse could have bolted yeah you know well, luckily it didn't um but the, the, the performer could have been thrown off, somebody could have been kicked by the horse, it could have run into uh, people. Um, so I just think, you know, if it was me, just for the sake of, of the current situation, that I'd minimise the risk of, you know, that, that situation happening again.
0: Yeah, well, I think, what you know, if it's a choice between putting a character on a horse and selling balloons, I think they would probably get rid of the horse.
1: Mm. you're probably right unfortunately yeah. I'm just putting my Chapek um, dollar hat on hmm. well you, you, you're right the character's not making the money right no. if anything that character's losing the money because no. uh, they're paying for the performer but um, yeah just for me just and I, I I don't think I've ever bought a, Dis- a balloon at Disney uh, Walt Disney World I bought one in Paris before I remember that being pretty pricey for a balloon um, but I've got no idea how much those balloons cost at, at Disney World.
0: Probably too much. Yeah. No, I've no idea. I'm sure I'll find out in a couple of years when <laughs> Piper asked me for one.
1: I think. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure in Paris it was it was about five euros, maybe seven euros. Oof. I think. I think maybe um, more
2: than that. It could. could well, it could I don't know. It depends. Better. If it's just a balloon, or you get those ones where it's actually like a Mickey balloon inside and another balloon. In. Mm.
0: I have to say. The the one the ones where the Mickey the Mickey is in the balloon and it lights up, I've always been tempted, but I've never I've always gone well I can't really justify buying a balloon. I mean it, I know I don't care if it lights up but it's expensive. When Piper says, "Daddy, can I have a balloon?"
1: Only if you get one that lights up. <laughs> it's it's a different world, mate. It, it's a completely different world when you've got kids involved. Um, I trained mine at a very young age just not to ask for stuff. So I'm 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 all right, um, but yeah, not everyone's that lucky. My my niece, for example, no. She will if she sees something, she wants it, and no, my brother, and he's probably listening. So hello, um, she'll probably get it. <laughs> but no, I, I drilled that in at a young age, just because you say you want something, you don't get it, um, unless I can play a bit as well. That's that's you know, like last night I was trying to convinced my daughter that what she really wanted to ask for for Christmas was that playable Back to the Future set.
0: Oh, isn't that um, wonderful?
1: And then she gave me a lecture about how uh, it would end up in her room and it would just be on a shelf getting dusty and I was heartbroken. She's probably still going to get it for Christmas. Um <laughs> but, uh, that set is incredible. I, I mean, that's, that's the one good thing right now. Um, you know, I, <laughs> we were watching Back to the Future 2 last night. She'd never seen it before and she didn't get it at all. And... Um, which I kind of get actually because I remember watching it when I was about her age and not really getting the story just thinking the hoverboards were cool Um, and um, yeah I I was I was explaining to them when I was when I was her age that film came out the only Back to the Future 2 toys I could find anywhere was a a little set of micro machines which came with the uh, Texaco gas station from the future Mm. and and that was literally it and now you've got like Playmobil toys and NECA toys, and oh man, what a time to be alive! That's, that's exactly why somebody made a video of me like calling me a basically a man baby yesterday. I, um, I think you, in order to help her understand the movie, she needs that Playmobil set. Well, I mean, yes, that's, that's what I believe as well. And that is well, you my could,
2: argument. You, know, you could be like Doc Brown, you could scale out for her so she understands the storyline.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the problem is, I think I struggle. No, I'm not. For I'm kids, not buddy. To, when it gets to Big separate God timelines God. when it gets to separate timelines that's that's you know and, and the paradox is that's when it's uh, it gets to I, I should listen more in quantum physics um, mm. i, I spent more time listening to quantum leap than quantum physics um yeah so uh, you know it, it was a it was a <laughs> going back to the story it's a bad incident um luckily no one was hurt uh, I think some egos might have been bruised, but no one was was actually hurt, and it was it was a lucky escape. But um, yeah, just shows just shows um, how how easy a a situation, an innocent situation, can can escalate uh, for a, a, a small chain of events.
0: It's very I, what I find very odd, and it, I'd seen her ride around. I think um, around the other side of the park earlier in earlier in the week. It's very odd to see the two cast members. Walking alongside the horse, kind of masked up, not really in any kind of kind of specific brave costume. And it's just it's just a bit odd, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. yeah. What'd you mm. do? What's, so that was one story we've got loads yeah. of stories because of because of this opening up so um mr d was there was there anything that particularly kind of tickled your fancy uh, about the opening
2: well just yeah just watching videos of people who had been there this week and trying to understand what it's going to be like um i think many people probably know it's, it's magic kingdom and animal kingdom that are home so far and then Later this week, um, you've got Epcot and the studios are going to open on the fifteenth. Um, so you already know what day this is. I've spilled the beans. It's the thirteenth. Uh, but sadly, that's the same day that Hong Kong is going to is going to close again. It's kind of back to the future for Hong Kong Disneyland because of a spike in cases in in the Hong Kong area, not specifically in associated with the park, but just as a precaution so it's a funny time um and one of the things that was of interest to me is that disney had posted a little video on the disney jobs website um and it got a lot of backlash it got a lot of criticism it's a i don't know if you guys have seen the video but it's basically just little snapshots of different cast members and different Parts of the park. So you've got security. You've got people on rides. You've got custodial people. They're all wearing masks, apart from actually Merida, and I guess unsurprisingly, the stormtroopers because they got their helmets mm. um, and, and face carry char- um, sort of non-face characters. Everybody else is wearing a mask, and and they all say um, "Welcome home." Um, but there's been a lot of kind of edited versions of that video. There's um, a couple of about, great ones. Yeah, stay at home and not welcome <laughs> home and horror music and shining music and, and things like that. So big, big backlash really, because obviously the cases are continuing to spike, particularly in Florida, it just had its highest ever day. I think it's oh. averaging something like 75 people a day dying of coronavirus.
0: Florida is, I believe I'm right in saying is the epicenter of the, of the virus in the entire planet currently.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Currently. I mean, uh, Florida had this weird thing where it, it, you know, although it, it shut down with the rest of the country pretty much, um, it wasn't really seeing, um, huge numbers of cases compared to like your New York's or places like that. And they, uh, thought that was because they'd controlled it they thought it was because of the climate you know all these kind of theories as to as to why and i think for for me uh what we've seen in the last few weeks is it's because it hadn't really reached there yet Hmm. for some reason um it hadn't really spread um like it has and as we recall this the um the the death not death toll the uh The uh, new cases uh, reached just over fifteen thousand in a day, which is uh, which scary, Um, Mm. scary for a state. I know. I know. Obviously, it's a huge state, Florida. um, So it is very well populated. Um, But even so, that's that's an awful, uh, awfully high amount. And I think Ryan, I I think I saw you put something on social media uh, about this, because obviously a lot of people are kind of having a go at Disney um, Mm. and stuff. But as you as you correctly pointed out, and it's you know we had the same thing here when we saw people swarming to the beaches for the first time and everything like that. The the cases are are basically can be up to two weeks behind. Yeah, I mean, it's not not necessarily that. you know, yes. people got it and got tested straight away. Normally, you have the symptoms for a while before you know they they actually start to uh, to manifest. So, you know, you could have that for a good few days before you'd even consider going for yeah. a test.
0: I think so. I think if, if anyone wants to sit back and blame a theme park right now, you have to be looking at your SeaWorlds, uh, Legoland, uh, really in Florida. The Legoland's not even enforcing masks, and SeaWorld or well as i should say Legoland masks are optional and sea world isn't enforcing it at all even though it is a rule there uh, at least we can say that universal and now Walt disney world do appear to be um enforcing masks being worn at all times which is great and i've heard very good reports from people who i know who i work with um inside the magic who have been to disney world and have said that the cast members are really clamping down anyone that they see that even remotely might not be following the rules. Um, and, you know, Duckgate, Gate, as I'm sure we'll come on to <laughs> shortly was one of those incidents. But um, yeah, I think everyone blaming Disney for Florida's coronavirus cases doesn't necessarily understand how coronavirus works. Now two or three weeks time, maybe Disney have got something to do with it. If we suddenly see thousands more cases being added into the mix per day. But right now, I don't think that they you can possibly put any of this on them.
2: No, no, uh, I think it's just whether the whether they're a right to open and b going to be able to stay open. I guess well, that's this the is,
0: yeah.
2: This that's is the it. big question.
0: No, in my opinion, no theme park in Florida should be open right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, and that's the thing. Um, as you say, it's, it's wrong to blame Disney, but I I think it, people are justified to question the decision to, to follow yeah, through. I agree. I think that's, that's the, the thing for me. Um, because even if, um, you know, it, it, even if this spike is, and it, obviously I, I agree, it's nothing to do with Disney right now. With those parks being open, you don't know who is going to those parks right now. That is potentially a carrier mm. um, that has, um, you know, put people at risk because they didn't know you know I don't, I don't think i would like to like believe that anybody that's going to a the theme park right now is doing so believing they don't have any symptoms well and obviously they are being but, tested i might have been tested when they go in and stuff but it's funny you should say that i i saw a vlogger
0: um who had, had was kind of just talking as they were walking through i think it was magic kingdom i could be wrong i think they're walking through one of the stores and was saying that they had like a sore throat and that they think it was a nut allergy. They took, they took something for the nut allergy and it didn't touch the size. And um, they went to Disney first day. They told them to go to the hospital. They didn't, they said they were going back the next day to go to animal kingdom. And like what she was explaining were like clear symptoms of coronavirus. And you think, you know, Disney can implement the best safety precautions on the planet. and And for the most part, I, I've, you know, sit back and think. Actually, this is quite impressive what they've managed to do. You know, partitions on attractions like Kilimanjaro safaris, where you've got plexiglass mm. um, on dinosaur as well in between rows, on soaring between certain seats. But you cannot control idiot guests who, at the point of arriving in the park, do not show a temperature symptom, but are still carrying the virus and may be demonstrating other symptoms.
1: I'm going to say something very controversial. Not for the first time, but certainly the first for for a while. Um, Vloggers are idiots. (laughs) Now, when I say that, it's a sweeping statement, and I obviously do not mean every single vlogger is an idiot um, because, you know, they're not. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some that are even worse than idiots, but I'm not going to name names and nor am I going to say anything worse than that. But I honestly think we are and especially when it comes to Disney, more than any other theme park in the world, and, and specifically Disney World as well, there is this, and it's not a new thing, but there is certainly this this um, this kind of period in time where people are so concerned with trying to be, uh, you know, YouTube famous, where they are so desperate to try and, you know, this is going to be a career for them, that you know, they will kind of move heaven and earth in order to be the first ones to do something or being able to be one of the first ones to report on the scene. And people that are doing that that are not fully fit, um, that as you as you kind of said there are are showing some kind of symptoms. Um even if they even if they are you know are kind of passing the test and stuff but still looks like they they might have it um you should be at home you shouldn't be out uh mask or no mask you shouldn't be out and you should be at home you shouldn't be doing that but we live in this culture where people have to be the first ones to do it we see it every time an attraction opens you know this this madness of like 50 people 100 people all live streaming or all recording video so they can be one of the first ones to upload to youtube because it's all about the views um and and look let's be honest guys of 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 all of you there's a very very small percentage of you that are going to be able to make this as a living it's not because you're not good in some cases it is because you're not good but it's just because of competition right and you should really be putting your health and safety as well as the health and safety of those around you to to not be stupid and yet you continue to do so
0: yeah no i mean i agree i mean i had and i know other people in the in the network had trips booked for this year um the big year for halloween horror nights you know we were going to a new universal hotel we were going to be you know, if I'm being honest, getting some tickets provided to us, getting some express passes provided to us by Universal's press team. And we, we're we not going. And the, and the reason we're not going is because our health is more important. And I I know that we would have got more listens on the podcast. We would have got more recognised as a community. But at the end of the day, you know, nothing is worth risking myself or my friend or my family's health. And, and
1: that will never falter ever yeah it's it's I, I just i just can't get my head around it i mean even uh even this weekend um i was talking to my wife about the the kind of latest on halloween horror nights because obviously i was supposed to be going to that and she said are you definitely not going and I said, well, look, I said, at this moment in time, yes, I am, because my flight hasn't officially been cancelled yet. I've not been able to do that. Mm. Um, I'm waiting for it because I, I booked it for a, a third party, so I'm basically in a queue. It is going to be cancelled. And even if, they, even if the flight was still going ahead and I could go, there's the quarantine thing. Um, and unless <laughs> by that time in September, Florida was a completely different place, um, why would you want to put yourself in the epicentre? I mean, I, I I fully believe by September it won't be the epicentre anymore. Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't think it's going to it's gonna go on that long, but, you know, it still could be... There still could be high cases that, for all we know, the theme parks could be closed again.
0: Well, you and know. the other thing is, I, mean, I don't know about you, you guys, but when I'm out, you know, just out and about now, I'm very concerned about, you know, where have these people been? Like, there's people wearing masks, some people aren't. Like... I can't imagine my anxiety being like in a theme park with people from all over the planet i just, i just I just can't just can't imagine it at the minute
1: uh, I, yeah and I, I, I think I said before on another podcast like I have got more lacks on on wearing my mask um if i'm if I'm honest but that's because I assess the situation I'm in if oh, I'm somewhere if I'm somewhere where so, so like, the supermarkets now yes, are pretty exactly. empty. So when I'm out walking along the beach, you know, I'm not wearing my mask. But if I'm going into a a, a busy supermarket or a shop, then it's going on straight away. Oh, I, I, unless I know. So uh, quite often now, because of the time that I, I normally go out to the shops, it is normally quiet. Like, the, even, even now, weeks and weeks on, if you go first thing in the morning or early morning, uh, you're queuing up outside a shop. Well, if I'm queuing up outside the shop, I know when I get in there, it's going to be busy, right? Mm. When there's no queue, I know it's probably going to be empty inside. And if I set foot in there and I see a load of people, my mask is on. Um, but you, you've got to assess the situations. And, and the, th- the thing and is, the, is like, I know, like for instance, where,
0: where I live in the UK, I know someone that works in the local hospital. Therefore, I know roughly how many coronavirus cases are currently in that hospital. Therefore, in terms of my town, I know roughly what's going on. Now, if mm. I'm sat in the middle of Walt Disney World, where people from you know, lots of different states are, are there, plus different countries, I've got no idea what's going on.
1: No. And I mean, the thing is, at this moment in time, we cannot get there. No, exactly. Um, so we know that people in the UK aren't going there, but um, we don't know where, as you say, where people are coming in from. And what the situation is like there, and you know, it, it's to me, it's just a different situation. And when you're getting that many cases a day at this moment, it still baffles me that people in Florida are still saying, "Well, I don't want to wear a mask. I don't feel that I should." Yeah, you know, it it, mm. but, so, and I, it. I, it is, and I think you know, I've lost two people during this period. To, to it, mm. I think when it when you have lost people, you know of people that have lost people it's a bit more realistic it, it hammers it home a bit more you kind of feel a bit invincible when you've gotten this far um i've been saying that i'm actually supposed to be donating blood next week because they think i've got antibodies which will have confirmed that i did at least have it once um and that's the thing like they don't even know if you can get it again um, or how long the antibodies last for. So, um, you know, you you, you you've got to be you've got to be sensible. And at this moment, with the cases going up, I think you know Florida needs to be careful. Um, you know, it, obviously you can't you can't turn back time, and you know you, you can you can reflect certainly. But it does seem like Florida were wrong to close down when they did, because they should be closed now.
0: Yeah, I, I've almost got the impression that, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I don't think Walt Disney World will close
1: again now. Um, It's it's going to... Again, I think the next couple of weeks are going to be crucial. You know, I, I if think, uh, in two weeks' time we get 30,000 cases a day or something, I think they might yeah. have to rethink that.
0: They might do, I mean, it, but I mean, DeSantis isn't going to close them, and Trump isn't no. going to close them, so it will be purely based on what the union does and the union already isn't very happy because Disney is refusing to regularly, um, test their workers. So there's already a lot of tension at Disney world in the minute between Disney and the workers and they've not treated them particularly well during this crisis. Uh, surprise, surprise. Um, with many still not getting payments. So I think, yeah, it's going to be an interesting time, but I, I don't think unless the union forces it, Mm. i don't think
2: they're close it depends what happens on some of the other parts as well because mm. you know if, if sea worlds you know and like legoland and some of these other smaller parts i mean you gotta believe that if if disney are seeing greatly reduced numbers which they, they seem to be mm. early days yet but crowds you know the, the, the capacity is being restricted and even then it, it looks like moss rides are, Fairly, fairly much a walk-on. Um, if they then close and it leaves Disney and Universal exposed as the only ones that are still open, and the cases have gone through the roof, then it puts them in a really difficult position. You know, they will be getting pressure from everywhere. Even so, even if, even if the governor doesn't mandate it, or um, you know, if it's left up to their conscience, there will come a point. If, continue, if the situation continues to get worse, well, they, they're just going to have to. Yeah. Hope it doesn't get to that stage. I don't think anybody wants to see that. No. But, um, but I think yeah, it's going to be tough for them to stay open if things are still going the way they're going at the minute.
0: What's interesting is I know for a fact that they are. So I can give you an example: Peter Pan's Flight in Magic Kingdom. They are cleaning ride vehicles every two hours, which mm. I was surprised at. I thought it would be a lot more frequent than that. But yeah. um, that is the official line from a cast, mem- from several cast me- cast members. There, it's yeah. every two hours, and I think that seems to be fairly standard across the resort at the
1: minute. Well, that that
0: is quite surprising. I I thought so. I thought it would be okay. Yeah, a deep scrub every two hours, but maybe you know let's wipe
1: the handles at least every every single time. But let will spray happen. them, spray yeah. them as they go through. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I I feel that if they did need to go down again. It would be very, very temporary. Maybe a week, maybe two weeks tops. They're not gonna, they're not gonna shut down for months. With with anything that happens, uh, you know, if the cases still keep going up and they feel that pressure from the public, or shareholders, or the union, or every, you know, all of those elements, um, it will be a very short-term closure. But one thing, one thing that would potentially benefit from a closure in my opinion is the uh, the second hand reselling of merchandise from splash mountain so mm. ryan i know you've been keeping your eye on this one
0: yeah 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 now i've spent quite a bit of time looking at this and covering it over the last couple of days and i found it hilarious <clears throat> disney has given no indication on when this attraction is closing and as far as i understand it and believe it to be the case, it's not going to be until at least after 2021 um, because it's the 50th anniversary. You know, Princess and the Frog is not going to be ready by the 50th anniversary. Why would you close one of your most popular attractions? But there's been a load of um, annual pass holders who on annual pass holder preview day, they literally got to the park, they went to the store um, next to Splash Mountain, and believe it or not the store was the busiest attraction at the park for that entire day it actually had a virtual line yeah um and they were buying brer rabbit brer fox brer bear um, plushies it by by the almost sack load and reselling them on ebay now one side of me thinks actually you know if i'm in that position and i'm living in florida and I know that I can make a decent wage, I suppose, um, I can buy my annual pass, and I can live on reselling Disney stock on eBay. Would I do it? Probably. Um, however, Disney have come out and said, and I do agree with them on this, that they're, 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 they're clamping down on it, and they will be continuing to ban annual pass holders who are abusing their discount to buy more than... They actually need, you know, two or three of the same item that's within the remit. But when you're buying what I saw to be 20, 30, 40 plus of each plush, um, Disney are seeing that as excessive and to my knowledge have started issuing annual pass bans, um, which... Sounds um, pretty drastic, but they don't really need the business at the minute, the limit. As far as I understand it, I think on annual pass holiday, the attendance is around 7,000 in Magic Kingdom, bearing in mind the capacity of the park is around 100,000. And I believe, although I haven't seen 100% clarification on this, they're going up to around fifteen to 20,000 max at the minute, um, now that the park's back open. But I haven't seen the, like any confirmation of that.
2: Uh, you i think disney have got a bit of a cheek though you know banning banning annual pass holders when they didn't have limitations in place
1: What is is it limit the stock yeah. it's it's always been uh i was gonna make a joke about uncle remit but i'm gonna move on from that um it's it's always been a a contentious issue in my opinion um even with limited edition merchandise you you see this 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 isn't a new phenomena right um whenever there was a limited pop release whenever there was a limited mation release back in the day uh whenever there was a new spirit jersey uh, you know you can think of a number of things that opening day that they were selling that merchandise you would see people with bags and bags and bags and I, I there was somebody walking away from Uh, that shop the other day that had about seven or eight bags between them you know struggling to to carry the bags because all of the bags were filled right to the brim uh, as well almost overflowing and you know you know where those are going now as i said this isn't new disney should have always put in a limit to um you know even limited edition merchandise and, and I know that this isn't limited edition merchandise, but I'm talking in, in general, whenever, whenever anything like this goes on, um, because they had the same with the, uh, I think it was the mini attraction collection or whatever that recently oh. the uh, thing had is, another drop. They, they do have
0: a limitation. On limited edition merchandise, it's two per customer. The problem you've got is, that, and I've seen this firsthand, I was in a queue for um, Star Wars merchandise on May the 4th in Hollywood Studios, There was a family of four in front of us. They all had annual passes and they were complaining about annual pass holders abusing the system by buying like two of everything and selling one on eBay. And, you know, a family of four realistically needs one pin of each one. I mean, maybe one T-shirt each, you know, that's fair enough. But as soon as they got to the till, you know, they're complaining for two two and a half hours I was in the queue. As soon as they got to the, the till, they gave their kids cash, the dad cash and they all bought two of everything. Yeah. And it's like, you know, how can you be complaining about all of this when you've just done that and you're literally going to sell it on eBay? Yeah.
1: And, and and that's the problem. I I think they should have, you know, I think limited edition merchandise like that, unless it's a kid's item. So it might be a kid's jumper or something like that. You know, adult pass holders. That's it. Yeah. Kid,
0: kid,
1: kid pass holders are not buying limited edition merchandise. They don't have money to buy limited edition merchandise so they should be exempt um but they should put limits in full stop um and i i've seen it before where people have been caught doing it there was uh, someone who ran a facebook group uh i can't remember who it was now but it was somebody who basically that was his side hustle was just going and buying whatever people wanted using their annual pass discount then charging that person a premium so say the item was $50. They got 10% off that. So they were paying 45, but they were charging 60 plus shipping. You know, that's an easy $15 on, on that one item. And they would do that day in day out for, you know, multiple people. It's a good way of, 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 of funding it. Right. But you shouldn't be able to use your annual pass discount to, to be able to buy that much at once. Uh, it's hard to enforce, but if people are clearly abusing the system, then I feel they have got every right to, to clamp yeah. down. And is. I, know this is, I know this isn't limited edition merchandise we're talking about. You know, the reason for the the upsell um, is because people are worried this attraction is going to be closing sooner rather than later. But there's no, as you say, there's there's no dates been announced. Um, so so therefore, until that happens, that merchandise is going to be available.
0: Well, this is it. There, there is no danger. I mean, right now that's sold out, but there is no danger of that merchandise is not, you know, it's going to come back. And I found it slightly surprising. I, I guess what the, the thing you get is a lot of people read headlines because, you know, the, the likes of the three of us, we know that Splash Mountain isn't closing anytime soon and will not go on eBay to buy a Brer Rabbit plush for $100 plus when we know, well, actually we can get one for... Thirty dollars, and let's be honest. Splash Mountain's been open for almost well thirty plus years, nearly I think, maybe even more.
1: And Ninety-two, I, I think, opened in Florida.
0: Yeah, so nearly nearly thirty years. I don't have a Brer Rabbit plush,
1: so why do I need one now? Yeah, if you wanted one, you could have bought one over the last twenty-eight years. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, that's it, and I, don't, I think all we're going to find as well. Like, I, I really feel this is going to be niche. Mm. Um, I, you know, like all these things, I think they're they're a diehard fan. Look at Figment, right? You know, I couldn't give a toss about Figment because my Wait, I'm my, looking F- to Figment Pop Funko is right on my desk now. So be careful. Yeah. No, but my point is, is that my my um my my knowledge of Figment is from the last version of um, that that attraction. Which is terrible. Exactly. I found him very annoying. I could understand why he was so hyped. Um, when you speak to people that have done the, the original version, um, you know, I, I can understand more why Figment was a, a character that they liked. Um, it was a, an original character. There wasn't many of those in the park. Even nearly all the attractions have characters based on IPs if they've got characters like that. Um, so I I I understand it, even if it doesn't have any, it doesn't have that impact on me. Um, so I, I, I get it, but he's niche, right? You know, for all the people that go to to talk Disney World, you know, if you're if you're if you say ten million people go a year, I'd say probably ten to fifteen percent of that care about Figment. Yeah, and I'd I say totally it's agree. probably similar with with Splash Mountain and. Anyone that really cares about the attraction, like you say, will have merchandise already. So,
2: I mean, I was I was one who thought that Disney, because of the Black Lives Matter campaign, would try and shut Splash Mountain pretty quickly. But I guess, in hindsight, I probably agree with Ryan that they're probably going to have to keep it open. Um, be too so much therefore, of a if they're going to keep it open, then they'll probably do what they've done with the great movie ride and wishes. And oh yeah, they will. Illuminations. They'll they'll bring a limited edition
1: mm-hmm.
2: end of you know the last splash or whatever whatever they I call it. Give my ideas. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, great. Then, it's a great concept, by the way. Yeah, yeah and, and the then everybody will, will, will buy that because uh, there probably is now people out there who collect, you know, merchandise from from the closing down of of rides now. You know because it's it's become a thing, hasn't it?
0: Well, I mean, I'll
2: be the first to admit
0: that I am still gutted that I don't have a great movie ride kind of closing t shirt because that I still think is the biggest injustice that Walt Disney World has received in the last well, since I've been going all these years, but mm. uh, we won't dwell on that. But Splash Mountain, yeah, Splash Mountain kind of I get it, it needs to go, there's reasons for it. the The funny thing with that is. They're like, oh, we've been working on it for a for a good year now. No, you haven't.
1: <laughs> I'm not. I'm not convinced. As I said. I still remember hearing stuff around D23 last year that there there were rumors something was going to be announced for Splash. But regardless of that, I almost feel, and especially maybe because it's cuddly toys, I don't know, but I almost feel that it's going to become the Disney World version of a Gollywog. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? In in that the only people that really care about having uh, a cuddly toy that represents this ride and those characters is somebody who either is or doesn't care if they're seen as being racist or about the connotations that are, are contained within it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, I there's been some fantastic people on
0: on Twitter over the last Disney specific people that have been like, oh, you know, here's the origins of um, Zippity Doodle, and I'm like, oh my god. Like I never knew that, and then you start to read it and you start to get it, and you're
1: like, "Yeah, geez, this this attraction needs to close. This is horrendous." It still it still baffles me with all the timing, you know, from when it was conceived to when it actually opened to the fact it's been open in 28 years. It even got this far. Do you know what I mean? Like this should have been something that was stopped mid production. We're like, we need to retheme this now. It, yeah. it baffles me that it's even been allowed to go and that people have turned such a blind eye to it. Um, and I mean, I, I, I kind of consider myself in that, except for I've also never, ever championed it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've never defended it. I've never said it's a great attraction. I've, I, the only thing I've ever said about it, really, is that I think it's one of the most overrated. Um, and that's oh. a, just a personal thing, do you know what I mean? The thing is, with me,
0: like I've been going on that attraction since the very first time I went to Disney World, you know, when it was relatively new, and have got that nostalgia and memory of, of riding it. Now, am I against it changing? No, absolutely not. Do I think it will be open for a couple more years? Possibly. Will Disney want to stretch out to 30 years before they close it? Possibly, because it will sell a load of merchandise, and they don't really have money to spend on new attractions at this point in time. And no one's going to Disney World anytime soon, as well. So who knows? But yeah, it definitely needs to change. But you know, I do like the attraction for not necessarily the movie it's based on or the characters that are in it, but I think it's a good ride, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, of course. And I think a lot of people that uh, have enjoyed that attraction have done so in the same way, right? Um, you know, I don't think you know there are, there are people that will be able to kind of look over the, the problems with it. And that, that's their prerogative, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think they'll stretch it out for 30 years. And the only reason I say that is because it, Disney don't normally care about it hitting a milestone before it closing. So like with a great movie, right. They didn't wait for that to be that's uh, true. The 30th anniversary. Uh, I think it was 28 or 29 years when that closed. um, they just need to do something, but I also I think if if we kind of um, if if they had turned around and announced the Princess and the Frog during the closure and then said um, and you're not going to be able to go on a final ride because um, we are closing that attraction immediately and that's that there would have been such a backlash. Because, I mean, we've already seen how vocal people have been around it, the, uh, the change to org petitions, all this kind of stuff that people have tried to set up. And that's, that's when it's reopened, right? <laughs> that's when the attraction hasn't closed down immediately. So can you imagine what would have happened if they'd have just uh, closed it with immediate effect and people wouldn't have had that time to have tried to go on it again? People are not going to be able to have that opportunity to go on it one last time. Depending on, you know, what happens in the next year, and also what happens, and I and I mean it from a global perspective, and also when they decide the time is right to close it. But I would be I would be shocked if it lasts another two years. I think within the next six to twelve months, that attraction will be announced uh, think, for its closure.
0: I I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence on it just because. When you look at something like Spaceship Earth, which is, which obviously they've binned off the refurbishment of that for the time being, that attraction, now I know that they both need it for different reasons, but that attraction from an operational perspective and it breaking down and genuinely being terrible in the fact that it leaks all the time and has to be shut down, needs immediate attention probably from a health and safety perspective. And they've still kept it open.
2: Yeah, but still, I agree with Nick though. I think, you know, Disney will be sitting there thinking, right? The, the recent campaign, I believe, has forced their hand. They they may have had a plan sitting there for a while, thinking, right? When we need to pull the trigger on this, we're going to do it. But if if something else happens, or if you know, if if if, if there's another incident or spate of incidents, and Disney haven't followed through on their Promise by at least announcing a date, you know. Then, then they're going to come in for some flak. So I think I agree with Nick. I think they'll pretty quickly firm up the plan. That doesn't mean to say they will necessarily shut it that quickly, but I think they'll want to try and get a date in the calendar relatively quickly, and then they can say, "No, look, here's what's happening. There is a plan. There's a date. This is when it goes away." Mm. They,
1: they've got to do something. They've got yeah. to do, They've got to do something. Um, Mr. D, was there anything else from yourself?
2: Just just kind of generally, you know, looking at looking at people's because obviously we can't travel to the US. Um, it'd be great to hear from anybody. If anybody is listening who's who's been to the parts, it'd be great to have you on the show. Um we we talked about down trip reports um in a particular format. So if anybody is interested, let us know. But um yeah, it's just kind of interesting. I mean, I I did hear Although although it seems pretty strict, uh, things like you know the mask wearing in the parks. I did hear of some incidents at Disney Spring, Springs. Not incidents, but some situations where people either weren't wearing masks or had their masks pulled down, and it wasn't enforced. You now whether Disney will will tighten up on that, it will be interested to see. Um, but just the general kind of feel around the the parks is, you know, that, well, I mean, I think for most people, I don't think it's the same experience that that you would want. Um, you know, it's quite limited in terms of the number of people in the park, the number of people on a ride, so they're, they're having, for example, on a, like, Big Thunder Mountain, it's like every other row is filled. Um, everybody's wearing masks, no parades, no fireworks. So, hey, it's great that the parks are, you know, trying to get back to normal again, but at the minute it's a, it's very much a kind of limited or impacted experience. I think they're trying to do the best they can. All credit where credit's due, it's a difficult situation for everybody. Um, but, you know, it needs a... Uh, it still needs quite a bit of time before I personally would would go back and experience the parks like that because it isn't, it isn't how I'd want to experience them, really.
0: I think, yeah, I think you kind of bit nail on the head for me as well. I think for Floridians right now, it's a great escape if you're an annual pass holder or, you know, you, you visit a few times a year. But for, I mean, the UK booking market for Disney World at the minute is... complete and utter mess I mean just looking at prices it's ridiculous like you're paying even more than you did before with a dining plan and you're paying for less than experience which I understand you know we all understand it's it's to keep people safe but when you're paying £6,000 plus and that's just for like a, a small family like of me my wife and my infant who gets them for free what's the point, you know? It's, it's just, there's just no point at all. And I think until Disney either relax some of those things as, as they can do when things are safe, or they drastically reduce the prices for UK guests, which I think they will need to, to encourage us back, there's no way I'm even considering it.
1: Yeah. I, I think we're going to see a massive, massive shift in how people holiday uh, to Disney World going forward i think we are going to go back to the, the more of the days of when people would stay on iDrive rather mm-hmm. than stay on site you know that that seemed to be from people that used to go um back in like the 90s and stuff like that that seemed to be more of what Brits did rather than stay on property was stay on iDrive um you know, and it, you know, first time I went, I said on iDrive, uh, we didn't stay on property. And, uh, you know, there's, there's pros and cons. But when you're looking, as you say, Ryan, at, you know, a good six to ten grand for a two or three week stay on Disney property with your flights. And you could do the same thing staying on iDrive for a quarter of that cost. Yeah, it's not worth it's, it anymore. No. And when when you're, you know, you're ha- you're going to have a limited experience. You're not getting a fireworks. You're not getting the parades. Mickey's not so scary. Cancelled. There's no dining you know, plan. There's yeah. no dining plan. You know, when you kind of put all of these starts to kind of put these things up, the fact that you have to wear a face mask, of which I've got no problem, and actually, as we're recording this, breaking news in England. Uh, we have to wear face masks in shops as of the 24th of July. Talk about after the whole course has bolted. Um, but when you kind of combine all these things and, you know, your photos are going to have you wearing masks and you're not going to be able to meet characters, all this kind of stuff, you do think, why am I spending, you know, this huge sum of money for a potential once-in-a-lifetime holiday when if I want to have that holiday by changing a few details on it, I can have a much cheaper holiday.
0: Well, I think I think what Disney has done, less so in the last couple of years, but I guess since the early 90s, is made staying on, on property for UK guests affordable mm-hmm. to a certain extent. And I think what this has done is completely thrown out of the window. And then we may see all of the offers and things come back eventually, yeah. but yeah. for now, it is completely... I mean, anyone that is thinking about staying on property and paying that money, I uh, people have asked me on Twitter, people have asked me, like some of my friends, and I've just gone, as much as I love staying on property, as much as I love Disney, it is not worth that money, currently.
2: Yeah, I I mean, it'll be interesting to see how the thing develops, but if you know people do want to go back in significant numbers, but the capacity is still limited for safety reasons, then you could see a situation where, you know, Disney incentivize people to stay on site, you know, to make sure they get in the park or Mm. make sure they get fast passes or or priority this or priority that. So, I mean, Disney will, they've invested in the last 20, 30 years, they've invested a huge amount of money in hotel rooms. They're gonna to want to fill those hotel rooms not let them not let people go to i drive, so you know if you can't fill them with the domestic u s market then they'll find ways to incentivize other other countries to stay on site I think
0: this is it, and you know the reason I was staying in uh, endless summer, which is universal's new hotel in September, was not because I was only going to orlando for. Horror Nights. i was going to galaxy's edge because i still haven't done rise of the resistance or um mickey minnie's runaway railway Um managed to get it out but Very well Disney, done by the way disney's tax, disney's prices are just too expensive and you know in the summer looks like a looks 10 times the better hotel than pop century all-star music all-star movies all of those even dare i say um riviera and it comes at almost quarter of the price
1: Per night, I mean that is insane.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean one could say with you know the pricing, especially at the moment, um, going from the UK um, more more than our domestic uh, listeners, you know, you could say the pricing is a bit quackers. Which leads me nicely onto the last news thing I wanted to bring up, uh, and I know again, Ryan, this is something that you've uh, you've been looking into um but should we talk about the disney ducks? <laughs> i don't mean uh, donald and daisy even though they're everyone's favorite uh, ducks at disney um but actual pet well <laughs> i say pet dog ducks but we mean we mean wildlife right yeah it's a bit of a crazy isn't it that story so my understanding is it was actually a cast member yes that's right and, I mean, and to beat, at the time, she was wearing a mask, so it's very good. Um, and, and she picked up a duck. Yeah. And the excuse that kind of came out was, she, she's got ducks, or yeah. she's been around ducks. Or- I think
0: she's got ducks and she saw a duck in distress. So, so
1: swooped in to save the day and while she... I mean, was, that duck was naked. It was not in a dress at all. No, um, exactly. So it's a poor excuse. Um, but, yeah, it, it just it just seemed really odd. Well, it's, it was the fact that she said she uh, swooped in basically to
0: save the duck from a load of kids um, and then obviously just so happened to, to pose for a nice little video showing the duck off. Because that's what you do if you really care about nature.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh... Well, it almost leads me back to vloggers, right? Yeah. Um, what, what? What? I know there were there were kind of people calling for a job and stuff like that. As obviously we live in hashtag can, cancel cancel culture. Um, God, these these things aren't easy to say, right? Um, but but do we know if any action has been taken against her for this act of uh, heroics? I don't, don't, not
0: to my knowledge, I haven't heard anything um, from any of the kind of sources that would know such a thing. I can't see Disney taking any action on it personally. Um, I think it's probably somewhere in the middle between what she said and what this Twitter kicked off with. Mm. Like, it's, I mean, it's bad. She's been called out on it. She said sorry, whether or not her excuse is right or wrong. She said sorry. I mean, the the thing I was more concerned about, and sorry, Mr. Duck, but you are quite well-fed at Magic Kingdom. At least you are now, it's back open. Um, it's true. She wasn't wearing a mask in a couple of her photos, and that, as a cast member, is concerning.
1: Yeah, I think that... I mean, obviously, the, the video is what went viral. Um,
0: yeah.
1: I saw it posted all over the place. Um <laughs> it's
0: crazy, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, and it is. It it's silly, right? I mean, that's it. Uh, lap, lap, Lapse of judgment uh, to me, certainly for what you can see in the video, there was no harm to duck in like a duck was just being on its merry way. And she decided to post for a photo of it again. She's given her reasons, whatever, but uh, when it, it goes back, it almost comes full circle. Right. To so what Mr. D was saying earlier about that video from Hong Kong Disneyland, um, you, you know, at this time when they're encouraging people and telling people they need to wear masks, don't be a cast member not wearing a mask. Because yeah. you can't then uh, you know, tell your guests that you've got to do it. You've got to lead by example. I mean, even, even uh, the Donald, and I don't mean the duck, I mean the other Donald, even he, in the last few days, has been seen in public wearing a mask for the first time. Yeah. You know, you, you've got to if that's what they're telling you to do, that's what you've got to do. But you've also got to lead by example. And if you're if you're posing in photos where you're not doing that and there's not a Starbucks straw coming out your gob, um, you should be wearing a mask. That's it. And I think, to be honest, if Disney does decide to take action on this person, then I
0: think it will be more because of the lack of masks in photos and the reputation that causes the brand in that, oh, well, cast members aren't wearing masks.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, we've had enough of uh, the the park news. There is a little bit of news discussed outside the park, so let's go and have a look at that. After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com so as we record this um, I tried to have an update but there doesn't seem to be one but as we recalled Mulan is still scheduled to come out on the 24th of July anyone feeling safe to go watch that? Well, me and Mr D are stuck aren't we because our cinemas Mm. don't open until the 31st of July
2: Yeah,
1: (laughs) our locals don't open until then anyway Um, interestingly the number one film at the US box office this week was The Empire Strikes Back. Incredible, wasn't it? So it's just like a time warp again to 1997 when it was last number one, uh, when it was re- re-released then as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it, there are there rumors that Tenant is gonna be delayed yet again. Uh, this was supposed to be the first big film of the summer coming out. Um, that got bumped to August and it looks like it's gonna be bumped again. Um, but there is no there is no update on uh, on on Mulan. It is still at this moment scheduled to come out on on the twenty fourth of July. Um, I, just, I mean, do you see this movie making a profit in theaters? Because I don't. No. If you look at the if you look at the the money that Empire Strikes Back took this weekend, um, I think I have to double check now actually. But I know it was. It was low um, for obvious reasons. Um, hmm. No, it's not updated. I was going to look at Box Office Mojo, but it's not on there. Um, I, I, I want to say it was about half a million dollars.
0: Yeah, it's nothing Maybe.
1: It's Somewhere between uh, five hundred and eight hundred thousand dollars and $800,000 um, this weekend. What's the point? Um, it, it seems silly. I mean, I mean, <sighs> It will bring people out in bigger numbers because it's a oh, new yeah. film, right? But it's not so, going to be a
0: billion dollar Disney movie.
1: No, yeah. no. Uh, I mean, I'd be amazed if it made more than about $10 million. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't feel comfortable going to, to a cinema yet. I won't. I, I very much doubt for the rest of the year, um, at least. And I know that there'd be people that disagree with that, and that's fine. That's completely up to you. Cinemas are open at the end of the month um but there'll be a lot of people there'll be a lot of people like me who also don't feel comfortable going to see big but and i want to see move i think it looks like a great film
1: yeah i, I mean talked about it. the the early reviews suggest it was it was uh a good live action remake um i, I think it will be popular um but yeah i i just i don't see it I, <laughs> all right sorry I, i'll um I'll take back my statement. According to Deadline, uh, it made uh, one hundred and seventy-five thousand across four hundred and eighty-three locations that showed it in the US. With its final weekend takings likely to be between four hundred and five hundred thousand dollars, I mean it is absolutely not not worth it. Um, that's, well, that's Chapek paid for another month. <laughs> mm. um, surprisingly. Um, according to this article, number two and number three this weekend was Black Panther and Inside Out with 110,000 and 106,000 respective. Um, and a- apparently in the UK onward was number one. I didn't realise cinemas were open in the UK. Um Some of the chains have opened up.
0: Uh, okay.
1: Some of them have opened up. I want to say uh, Odeon might have been one of the ones that did. Um Gotta tell you what, this is depressing reading. Top 2020 movies by by financials. Bad boys for life is number one.
0: Oh no, we can't end 2020 on that.
1: Do you know what I mean? $204 million as well. It's nothing. Um yeah, it's um I, I, I think it's too soon uh to, to do it. Um not making this money back on that. It's it's risky. Um I I, I heard that um over the july 4th weekend that the disney plus app had seen an increase in downloads of about 75 percent from the previous week
0: yeah that's not surprising but it will drop 75 percent by by the time we get to august
1: yes yeah oh yeah people have definitely paid for the one month to go and watch hamilton and that's well they, they got
0: rid of the trial just before hamilton dropped
1: yeah and and the trial of I don't know if they put a block on or something, but if he was on a free trial, it wouldn't let you watch Hamilton either. Actually, <laughs> I thought, well, mm. well yeah, what, like, look, Disney paid seventy-five million dollars for that film. Yeah, yeah, they're going to have to oh, make yeah. the money back somehow. So, um, and look, it's seven ninety-nine, I think, in the states, five ninety-nine in the UK. Like it's peanuts. That's not even that's not even a quarter of one ticket to see Hamilton. Stop yeah. being tight. Just just pay for a month and cancel. Um, but yeah, it just seems it just seems like it's um they're they're jumping the gun a bit, I think, on release in Mulan. I think they should I think they should be waiting.
0: I think they probably will. I think they're gonna they're gonna have someone at Disney is looking up the portion of people that are going to cinemas worldwide and going, Yeah, guys, this isn't making money unless they time it with a a release similar to how Universal did trolls and go, Well, cinemas have got it. But, you know, we understand if you want to pay 20 quid to watch it at home, the option's yours.
1: Yeah. Which I will do. Yeah, I'd, 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 I'd happily do it. I, I paid for Trolls um, to rent it for my daughter. I've talked about it on here before. Um, yeah, it was 15.99 or 15 quid, whatever it was. Um, but it was cheaper than me taking it to go and see it. Yeah. and She got yeah. to watch it twice before it, it went out. So... You Know fair enough, um, but uh, we also got some other news today, which was in the uh, again, kind of going back to Disney Plus. Um, but we got an announcement of a new Star Wars series. Did everyone see this? No, yeah. no, I did not. I had to double take when I looked at it because it really didn't read what I thought it said the first time. No, I was almost disappointed when I realised that it didn't (laughs) say what I thought it was. So, uh, for the benefit of Mr. D and the listeners, um, a tweet was sent from the official Star Wars account and it states, uh, quote, The cavalry has arrived. Star Wars The Bad Batch, an all-new animated Disney Plus original series from Lucasfilm, will debut in 2021. Um, Now, that's that's obviously a year's time it makes sense that they're going with an animated series with the current climate because obviously production is heavily delayed because of uh covid and getting stuff back on um it does it does seem to be that animation is a a a kind of quicker way of getting stuff done now but even with that you know it, within a year's time, that sounds like quite a short release date. So I'm guessing they must have been working on this for a while. Yeah. Um, but that—that's all. That's all of the information we've got. It's called the Bad Batch. But when you look at the logo, it definitely looked like something else. Um, I've got. A, I've got a bit more information. Okay. Um. So it doesn't sound that exciting,
0: but. The series follows the elite and experimental clones of the Bad Batch first introduced in the Clone Wars, as they find their way in a rapidly changing galaxy in the immediate aftermath of the Clone War. The members of Bad Batch, a unique squad of clones who vary genetically from their brothers in the Clone Army, each possess a singular exceptional skill, which makes them extraordinarily effective soldiers and a formidable crew. In the post-Clone War era, they take on daring mercenary missions as they struggle to stay afloat and find new purpose. So it's a spin-off of oh, the Clone Wars. I think that sounds all right. Yeah, I mean, it could be, but, you know.
1: I mean, it also reminds me a little bit of Lemmings. <laughs> in that each one has a different different unique ability. Yeah, you know, In Lemmings, one could build a bridge. Uh, one could dig a hole, you know. <laughs> it, I, feels I wonder...
0: very, it feels very much like, oh, we need some Star Wars content for the middle of next year. Quick, what can we do?
1: Has anyone, uh, have we watched any of um, Into the Unknown?
0: Yes, uh, absolutely fantastic. And I, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm Frozen's biggest fan, but I found that whole documentary absolutely incredible.
1: Well, look, I was very vocal when it came out that I didn't think Frozen 2 was very good. And when I watched it a second time, I enjoyed it more than the first time. Yeah, I agree. And uh, when I've watched it sub- subsequent times, I actually think it's it's... A, a decent movie, thoroughly really decent movie, probably better than the first one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and you're right. When you, when you go and watch that documentary and you understand how they come to some of the decisions, the things they had to change things, they had to cut things out to add in. Um, you do get a different appreciation for it, but the one, the reason why I brought it up, the one thing that shocked me, that documentary started, what was it? Nine months out. Yeah. Most of that film wasn't animated by that point. It's, what I found crazy is that they're changing
0: the script like a few weeks before, and that the songs aren't even done until a few weeks before. I just found the whole thing fascinating, but equally terrifying for anyone working on that movie.
1: What I, what I found to understand with it is how, how they could... Because I always thought the reason why, you know, like when Toy Story 1 and Toy Story 2 came out, the reason why there was that delay of, you know, three or four years between the two films was because, you know, it takes time to animate stuff. But it seemed with Frozen that they were almost waiting for the go ahead before animating it. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and yet, and we're talking, you know, less than nine months before the film was officially released, they hadn't animated key scenes. Yeah. They had everything almost ready to go.
0: Yeah, they'd done all of like the I guess they'd animated a lot of the characters and backdrops and things,
1: but they hadn't like figured out a way to put them together in certain scenes. No, and they've got they then got synchronized the animation to so the the yeah. vocal performances and stuff. It just it just seemed bizarre to me that they were nine months out and that film was nowhere near well, ready. The craziest thing I found about that entire
0: documentary is when they were still unsure. About who the voice was that she, that Elsa was hearing, and I'm like, "You you've written a script for this like four years ago. How have you not decided mm. this?"
2: Yeah, it, was, it was strange.
1: It was fascinating. I'm I'm only four episodes in so far, um, so I don't don't spoil the ending for me because uh, I've got obviously got no idea how this documentary about the making of Frozen Two ends um but um yeah i just I just thought it was really fascinating, but it it kind of showed me that um with how animation is done nowadays that they don't necessarily need this huge long production period like they like they used to like you know if they were making if that was a traditionally animated film, they could not be having those conversations they were nine months out,
0: yeah, I mean. I genuinely think that that documentary is the best thing I've seen on Disney Plus. Yeah. And if anything, given that um, Jennifer Lee really hadn't done an awful lot before Frozen, and now she's in charge of Disney Animation, and I was like, "Well, that's a bit of a weird decision." Um, that documentary just shows how right that decision was.
1: Oh, she's she's amazing. She's immense. fantastic. Yeah really really like you good leadership skills i i thought yeah. um and I, I mean yes it is you know it's obviously going to have that disney propaganda around it because it's their own thing uh and whatnot but yeah you, you know in what you saw of her she seemed um she seemed well well liked she seemed personable um yeah she just she just seemed really good um do you find
0: the only thing i find annoying about the whole process is that Every at the end of every single thing they do, everyone seems to have to give them a round of applause. My wife said the same thing. It's very Disney, <laughs> why isn't do it?
1: Keep, why do they keep clapping? There's They've no need. The well done. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he's cracking. I mean, I will, I will, you know, remind uh, Ryan that you know Disney Plus also does have the world according to Jeff Goldblum. Um, so which let's is not, fantastic, and I have seen it. Yeah, so let's not be too hasty about it being the best thing on there. But no, he's he's exceptionally good. Um I'm far more interested in it than I thought I'd have any interest in it. Um, you know, I, I, before I'm quite happy to just watch the the little five ten minute thing they have behind the scenes of of them making an animated film. But I think it's a really interesting uh, view of, of how they come to certain decisions and how they to go and change things. Um, and I think when when they first hear the um,
0: orchestra play, I think it's into the unknown. Mm. and that for me for, for a long long time I thought that Disney had lost its way quite a bit in terms of its spark that gave the team something that stood them out above other competitors And I think when you see Chris Buck and Jennifer Lee react to that and the way that they are unbelievably passionate about the film they're making as a Disney fan I was like Jennifer Lee is the right person for this job
1: yeah uh, yeah, I think you've you've kind of um nailed it um, with that. they just you saw the kind of passion and the the joy in the face and the emotion in in hearing it kind of come together um yeah, and also as well, I think um to see like um some of the the Lopezs as mm. well um you know i like their those guys anyway they're obviously fairly ingrained in disney and have been for a while but um yeah to see them discussing the songs and hearing why something's not going to work or you know fighting to why this it, you know once it's animated it's going to be great or, or whatever um I, th- I think i just think the whole thing's a treat i really do it is yeah I, I agree i was really pleasantly
0: surprised and i watched it in like two days which is the quickest i've watched anything on disney plus including
1: the mandalorian Nice. Well, yeah. Well, you, there was a bit of an obstacle with the Mandalorian. Wow, it was a few months of obstacles, that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, was there any other news that anyone wanted to bring to the table? I missed out on.
2: No, nothing I picked up.
1: No, that was it. No. Cool. All right. Well, we'll wrap the episode up there. Um. It, yeah, I, th- I think the I think the next episode is going to be very interesting because that's probably gonna be recorded around the time that we'll we'll see how floridas getting on mm-hmm. uh with the impacts of the park so it'll yeah. be a very different show or it could be business as usual who knows mm-hmm. We will have to find out in a few weeks but uh ryan mr d thank you so much for joining me uh, for thank sure. you dear listener for uh, for downloading uh like subscribe if you don't already uh it, we really appreciate it when you do and we'll see you in a few weeks for another episode
2: bye. See you later.